Volume two, part two, chapter twenty four of the ingenious gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, eighteen twenty nine to eighteen ninety five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Volume two, part two, chapter twenty four, wherein are related a thousand trifling matters as trivial as they are necessary to the right understanding of this great history he who translated this great history from the original written by its first author seed hamet benengeli says that on coming to the chapter giving the adventures of the cave of montesinos he found written on the margin of it in hamet's own hand these exact words quote, i cannot convince or persuade myself that everything that is written in the preceding chapter could have precisely happened to the valiant don quixote and for this reason that all the adventures that have occurred up to the present have been possible and probable but as for this one of the cave i see no way of accepting it as true as it passes all reasonable bounds for me to believe that don quixote could lie he being the most truthful gentleman and the noblest knight of his time is impossible he would not have told a lie though he were shot to death with arrows on the other hand i reflect that he related and told the story with all the circumstances detailed and that he could not in so short a space have fabricated such a vast complication of absurdities if then this adventure seems apocryphal it is no fault of mine and so without affirming its falsehood or its truth i write it down decide for thyself in thy wisdom reader for i am not bound nor is it in my power to do more though certain it is they say that at the time of his death he retracted and said he had invented it thinking it matched and tallied with the adventures he had read of in his histories and then he goes on to say the cousin was amazed as well at sancho's boldness as at the patience of his master and concluded that the good temper the latter displayed arose from the happiness he felt at having seen his lady dulcinea even enchanted as she was because otherwise the words and language sancho had addressed to him deserved a thrashing for indeed he seemed to him to have been rather impudent to his master to whom he now observed i senor don quixote of la mancha look upon the time i have spent in travelling with your worship as very well employed for i have gained four things in the course of it the first is that i have made your acquaintance which i consider great good fortune the second that i have learned what the cave of montesinos contains together with the transformations of guadiana and of the lakes of ruidera which will be of use to me for the spanish ovid that i have in hand the third to have discovered the antiquity of cards that they were in use at least in the time of charlemagne as may be inferred from the words you say durandarte uttered when at the end of that long spell while montesinos was talking to him he woke up and said patience and shuffle this phrase and expression he could not have learned while he was enchanted but only before he had become so in france and in the time of the aforesaid emperor charlemagne and this demonstration is just the thing for me for that other book i am writing the supplement to polydor virgil on the invention of antiquities for i believe he never thought of inserting that of cards in his book as i mean to do in mine and it will be a matter of great importance particularly when i can cite so grave and veracious an authority as signor durandarte and the fourth thing is that i have ascertained the source of the river guadiana heretofore unknown to mankind you are right said don quixote but i should like to know if by god's favour they grant you a licence to print those books of yours which i doubt to whom do you mean to dedicate them 
there are lords and grandes in spain to whom they can be dedicated said the cousin not many said don quixote not that they are unworthy of it but because they do not care to accept books and incur the obligation of making the return that seems due to the author's labour and courtesy one prince i know who makes up for all the rest and more how much more if i ventured to say perhaps i should stir up envy in many a noble breast but let this stand over for some more convenient time and let us go and look for some place to shelter ourselves in to-night not far from this said the cousin there is a hermitage where there lives a hermit who they say was a soldier and who has the reputation of being a good christian and a very intelligent and charitable man close to the hermitage he has a small house which he built at his own cost but though small it is large enough for the reception of guests has this hermit any hens do you think asked sancho few hermits are without them said don quixote for those we see nowadays are not like the hermits of the egyptian deserts who were clad in palm leaves and lived on the roots of the earth but do not think that by praising these i am disparaging the others all i mean to say is that the penances of those of the present day do not come up to the asceticism and austerity of former times but it does not follow from this that they are not all worthy at least i think them so and at the worst the hypocrite who pretends to be good does less harm than the open sinner at this point they saw approaching the spot where they stood a man on foot proceeding at a rapid pace and beating a mule loaded with lances and halberds when he came up to them he saluted them and passed on without stopping don quixote called to him stay good fellow you seem to be making more haste than suits that mule i cannot stop senor answered the man for the arms you see i carry here are to be used to-morrow so i must not delay god be with you but if you want to know what i am carrying them for i mean to lodge to-night at the inn that is beyond the hermitage and if you be going the same road you will find me there and i will tell you some curious things once more god be with you and he urged on his mule at such a pace that don quixote had no time to ask him what these curious things were that he meant to tell them and as he was somewhat inquisitive and always tortured by his anxiety to learn something new he decided to set out at once and go and pass the night at the inn instead of stopping at the hermitage where the cousin would have had them halt accordingly they mounted and all three took the direct road for the inn which they reached a little before nightfall on the road the cousin proposed they should go up to the hermitage to drink a sup the instant sancho heard this he steered his dapple towards it and don quixote and the cousin did the same but it seems sancho's bad luck so ordered it that the hermit was not at home for so a sub-hermit they found in the hermitage told them they called for some of the best she replied that her master had none but that if they liked cheap water she would give it with great pleasure if i found any in water said sancho there are wells along the road where i could have had enough of it ah camacho's wedding and plentiful house of don diego how often do i miss you leaving the hermitage they pushed on towards the inn and a little farther they came upon a youth who was pacing along in front of them at no great speed so that they overtook him he carried a sword over his shoulder and slung on it a budget or bundle of his clothes apparently probably his breeches or pantaloons and his cloak and a shirt or two for he had on a short jacket of velvet with a gloss like satin on it in places and had his shirt out his stockings were of silk and his shoes square-toed as they wear them at court his age might have been eighteen or nineteen he was of a merry countenance and to all appearance of an active habit and he went along singing seguidillas to beguile the wearisomeness of the road 
as they came up with him he was just finishing one which the cousin got by heart and they say ran thus i'm off to the wars for the want of pence so had i but money i'd show more sense the first to address him was don quixote who said you travel very airily sir gallant whither bound may we ask if it is your pleasure to tell us to which the youth replied the heat and my poverty are the reason of my travelling so airily and it is to the wars that i am bound how poverty asked don quixote the heat one can understand senor replied the youth in this bundle i carry velvet pantaloons to match this jacket if i wear them out on the road i shall not be able to make a decent appearance in them in the city and i have not the wherewithal to buy others and so for this reason as well as to keep myself cool i am making my way in this fashion to overtake some companies of infantry that are not twelve leagues off in which i shall enlist and there will be no want of baggage trains to travel with after that to the place of embarkation which they say will be cartagena i would rather have the king for a master and serve him in the wars than serve a court pauper and did you get any bounty now asked the cousin if i had been in the service of some grande of spain or personage of distinction replied the youth i should have been safe to get it for that is the advantage of serving good masters that out of the servants hall men come to be ancients or captains or get a good pension but i to my misfortune always served place-hunters and adventurers whose keep and wages were so miserable and scanty that half went in paying for the starching of one's collars it would be a miracle indeed if a page volunteer ever got anything like a reasonable bounty and tell me for heaven's sake asked don quixote is it possible my friend that all the time you served you never got any livery they gave me two replied the page but just as when one quits a religious community before making profession they strip him of the dress of the order and give him back his own clothes so did my masters return me mine for as soon as the business on which they came to court was finished they went home and took back the liveries they had given merely for show what spilorseria as an italian would say said don quixote but for all that consider yourself happy in having left court with as worthy an object as you have for there is nothing on earth more honourable or profitable than serving first of all god and then one's king and natural lord particularly in the profession of arms by which if not more wealth at least more honour is to be won than by letters as i have said many a time for though letters may have founded more great houses than arms still those founded by arms have i know not what superiority over those founded by letters and a certain splendour belonging to them that distinguishes them above all and bear in mind what i am now about to say to you for it will be of great use and comfort to you in time of trouble it is not to let your mind dwell on the adverse chances that may befall you for the worst of all is death and if it be a good death the best of all is to die they asked julius caesar the valiant roman emperor what was the best death he answered that which is unexpected which comes suddenly and unforeseen and though he answered like a pagan and one without the knowledge of the true god yet as far as sparing our feelings is concerned he was right for suppose you are killed in the first engagement or skirmish whether by a cannon-ball or blown up by mine what matters it it is only dying and all is over and according to terence a soldier shows better dead in battle than alive and safe in flight and the good soldier wins fame in proportion as he is obedient to his captains and those in command over him and remember my son that it is better for the soldier to smell of gunpowder than of civet and that if old age should come upon you in this honourable calling though you may be covered with wounds and crippled and lame it will not come upon you without honour and that such as poverty cannot lessen 
especially now that provisions are being made for supporting and relieving old and disabled soldiers for it is not right to deal with them after the fashion of those who set free and get rid of their black slaves when they are old and useless and turning them out of their houses under the pretence of making them free make them slaves to hunger from which they cannot expect to be released except by death but for the present i won't say more than get ye up behind me on my horse as far as the inn and sup with me there and to-morrow you shall pursue your journey and god give you as good speed as your intentions deserve the page did not accept the invitation to mount though he did that to supper at the inn and here they say sancho said to himself god be with you for a master is it possible that a man who can say things so many and so good as he has said just now can say that he saw the impossible absurdities he reports about the cave of montesinos well well we shall see and now just as night was falling they reached the inn and it was not without satisfaction that sancho perceived his master took it for a real inn and not for a castle as usual the instant they entered don quixote asked the landlord after the man with the lances and halberds and was told that he was in the stable seeing to his mule which was what sancho and the cousin proceeded to do for their beasts giving the best manger and the best place in the stable to rocinante End of Volume 2, Part 2, Chapter 24 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine